Joe Solomon is a finance and mindful money expert and master prosperity coach who helps others overcome obstacles standing in the way of their financial freedom. He's an award-winning TEDx speaker, workshop facilitator, and frequent television and podcast guest who has been quoted in the Wall Street Journal, Newsday, U.S. News, and World Report, and interviewed in Forbes and on Bloomberg Radio. As manager of $700 million portfolio, the creator of his own successful hedge fund, and the author of three best-selling books, Infinite Love and Money, The Nine Money Rules Millionaires Use and Mindful Money Management. Joel is an expert in the field of finance and the mindset of money, just as he teaches in his books and seminars the true foundation of wealth and financial freedom is a mindset of abundance, self-worth, gratitude, love, and service. Please welcome Joe Solomon. Welcome everybody to Money 911, where we talk about health, wealth, and peace of mind, how they all work together. Today, we're focusing on money. And you heard the fabulous intro about Joel, and he can tell you himself, there's so much to share here since you know, you go to school, you learn how to make money, get out of school. What do you do? Go make money and give it to somebody else, right? <laughs> well, a lot of them gamble it, but some people are smart. And that's why we have Joel on here. He's smart. Joel, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Chris. It's really a extreme pleasure and honor to be here. So thank you for having me. Thank you. We're broadcasting hands across the ocean. He's over there in New York and I'm here in Cali and we're just bridging the gap here. You know, I think it'd be fun to share. What was your journey? You know, you're a, a mindful money expert, which is, I found in my 33 years of practice, I spend more time coaching people on their mindset, right? Than filling out applications. So what inspired you to focus on this particular field? So thank you for the question, Chris. I My whole career has been in finance. I started my career as an actuary, and you may know the difference between an actuary and an accountant. An actuary looks at his feet when he talks to you, an accountant looks at your feet when they talk to you. <laughs> That's good. I didn't know that difference, but that makes sense. And I would say an accountant is an actuary with charisma. Mm. But I'm not the typical actuary. I, you, you see, I am a fellow of the Society of Actuaries, FSA. I can still sign insurance company financial statements, but I don't do that anymore. I, I realized when I was working as an actuary at a large insurance company that my dream was to manage money. And I, I went about achieving that dream first by talking to money managers and asking them how they got to Wall Street. And everyone I talked to, gave me doubt, massive doubt, a ton of rejection. They said, Joel, you have a great job as an actuary. Why would you ever want to switch? In fact, right. the actuary was on the cover of Forbes magazine in 1992 as the best job in the United States. Mm. I'd already gone through all the exams, taken seven and a half years to pass them. 
But I had a dream. And finally, I found one guy who gave me his path. And I followed it. And 15 years later, I was working on Wall Street as a hedge fund manager. It was 2008. You may remember 2008. It wasn't the best year in the stock market. The market was down 40%, Financial companies, the only stocks I was invested in were down 57%. And I did manage to make a small amount of money for the bank shareholders that year. And the next year was better. And I actually might still be working there today, but there was a law that passed that said banks can't own hedge funds. Mm. And so we were all laid off. That actually came in the kick in the butt to start my own fund, Solomore Capital, named after my daughters, Lauren and Morgan. Mm. And I launched Solomore Capital in 2013 with a large insurance company's money and my own money and friends and family money. And again, I might still be doing that today, except I went to a personal development course and There was a guy there speaking for an hour as a guest speaker about stocks and stock options. And when he spoke about stock options in particular, he made it sound easy. He said, you don't need much time. You don't need much money. This is how the rich people get rich. And options are essentially risk-free. And I was sick to my stomach. I had people tapping me on the shoulder, whispering me, Joel, does this make sense? Are options really riskless? So after he was done, we went out of the auditorium. I told him, please don't do this. He has no idea about any of you individually. And of course, options aren't risk-free. And he has no idea about your belief that you can become rich using options. Now, out of the 200 people in the room, I believe a handful might have become rich using options. But there were more than 50 or 60 that ran to the back of the room Mm. to sign up for his course. So I went home that night. I couldn't sleep. It was 4, 4.30 in the morning. I think it hit me at 4.30. I jumped out of bed. I quickly got dressed. I commuted into Manhattan to my office at 54th and 6th Avenue. And I sent an email to my investors telling them I'm giving them their money back. I'm shutting down my fund. I figured out my true purpose on earth Mm. to help people become financially free, to teach them the truth about money, be authentic and not lie to them, to be of service. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. That's see, that's my come from to money with heart, with purpose, because it's just energy. And so many people have used that, right? We already know the bad stories about it. And and that's what why I even invited you. Look, I have I can have all kinds of people, but I don't really trust where they come from. It isn't with heart, and it's just about making money. But you know, your create money miracles book and you know, you the way that you you're Your heartful approach was what opened my heart. And, you know, there's some huge obstacles and limiting beliefs, you know, that people face when it comes to their financial freedom. What what would you say maybe the first few of them are that people get stuck in? Well, I my signature is don't work hard and become financially free. And I was just on a call with a prospective client who said her big limiting belief for her life, and she's quite young, she's in her 30s, but her whole big limiting belief is you have to work really, really hard to be rich and successful. And I told her my story, which really enlightened me, which was, I just told you about 2008. 
it was the first year I was going to get paid for my performance. Mm. So I was taught the same thing. I was taught by my parents and right. friends, and grandparents, you got to work hard. So, so I worked really hard, 75, 80 hours a week. To me, hard is time. Working 75, 80 hours a week, each week, all year in 2008. And like I already explained, I barely made any money that year. Now, I did make a little bit of money, but and so I didn't reduce the shareholders' money, but I did make a little bit, but barely got a bonus. And I realized that if I continued working that hard, I might not have been alive to see my daughters reach teenage years because they were two and four at the time. Mm. So I decided to work smarter and actually the nine money rules millionaires use my second book goes through what I did in 2009 to change my thought process because I wanted to live much longer than just a a few more months and I didn't want to burn and I wanted to do what I loved. And so I created a change in my belief that I don't have to work hard and be rich and successful. I can trust my intuition. I can work smarter. I can be happy. And that's rule number four, actually. Can happiness buy you money? Not can money buy you happiness. Can happiness buy you money? So the first thing, uh, the first limiting belief is you have to work really, really hard to be rich and successful. The second one I hear a lot maybe because I deal with a lot of spiritual people is you can't be spiritual and rich. Right. That's a big one. That's a big limiting belief. I will tell you, I know a lot of really rich spiritual people. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, it's so true. And, you know, after hearing your bio and, you know, hedge fund and, you know, managing millions of dollars. So you kind of in one sense, quote, had it all. And I think that's a new definition of success because it isn't the money. It isn't you know, the top of the heap really per se, but it was having that mindset because you can only drink one cup of coffee, right? So you get to a certain point and then it's, to me, the shift is the give back. That's why I'm working on a council called the Conscious Giving Council, where we can Mm. come together like-minded like you and other people that use that money to help change the world. Imagine that. There's so much in print, right? So How would you help people change or shift their mindsets? Because I think that fear is and the worry are huge obstacles, especially now. There's so much fear in the air and bank failures and uncapped spending and bricks and right. We can go on and on, right? Watch the news. (laughs) Yeah. First of all, I I love the Conscious Giving Council because rule number six in the nine money rules millionaires use is giving. And I teach my clients that when you're feeling most in lack and fear and worry, that is the most powerful rule to give because you're telling your subconscious mind that you got plenty to spare and share. Mm -hmm. So yes, it doesn't have to be huge amounts of money, but it can, it should be money to begin with, but you can also give your time, your talents, You could give a smile to a stranger. You could give a compliment to a stranger. You can change somebody's life really easily with just your heart and a smile. But to your question, how do you shift that fear and worry? Well, it can be easy or it can be hard. It depends what you believe, which is rule number one in the nine money rules millionaires use when you believe. So I believe it's easy. 
And there are specific techniques I teach, proven techniques that work to shift people's thoughts around money from fear and worry to expectation and fun. And there are specific affirmations I teach, audio files that my clients listen to, to change those limiting beliefs to empowering beliefs. And there are actions you can take to act as if you're already abundant and prosperous. And they don't cost a lot of money. Say you have this dream to travel to Italy. And right now, you can't fathom how that could ever happen. So why not act as if it's about to happen? Go online, check out the flights. See how much frequent flyer miles it might take to get you to Italy, to get you to Rome or Florence or Venice. Check out the hotels, where you might want to stay and what the cost would be. Write that down. Check out the excursions you might want to go on. And check out the time of year that might be a good time of year to go. Maybe you don't want to go when they're all away the end of August, right? And the museums are closed the last two weeks. So you can act as if it's about to happen. I did this last January, January of 2022. In addition to having a vision board of Egypt and the pyramids and the Sphinx, I checked out how much the flights were and how much the frequent fly miles were. And I did everything I just told you about Italy. And I went to Egypt last year. All right. <laughs> so TSW, this stuff works. <laughs> you have to believe it works. Yes. If you're yes. if you're and hashtag doubt the doubt. That's if you have doubts that this might work, doubt them. Why do you have faith in your doubt? Have faith in the dream. Mm -hmm. Have faith in your dreams and they will come true. If you have doubts in your dreams, they're not going to come true. So doubt your doubt. That's right. That's absolutely right. And it's an attitude of gratitude and it really puts a projection. Like I literally, before I get up out of bed, I, I think of five things I'm grateful for. And I do that before I go to sleep to just catch the right flavor and, and thank God for everything and be in that gratitude. But when I get up and when I do this, when I really intentionally do it, I don't do it all the time, got to say, I, but when I really do and expect a miracle, I expect that I'm going to meet someone wonderful like you or make those beautiful connections. It happens. And amazing things happen that I don't even expect. So it's powerful. It really is powerful. And, you know, you mentioned that people don't really have a lot of self-worth. They really don't have a, you know, they have a like a five-year-old image of themselves. And the gratitude in achieving the financial freedom. So how do you mix that, the self-worth and the gratitude and, and creating that mindset of abundance, right? Well, first of all, rule number five in the nine money rules is gratitude, being grateful for what you have. And I actually recommend buying a gratitude journal mm -hmm. and writing down physically five things you're grateful for in the morning, five things you're grateful for at night. And in my book, I talk about why you should write down why mm. grateful, not just writing down because I write down every morning and, and at night, I'm grateful for Lauren and Morgan. But I also write down, I'm grateful for Lauren and Morgan, my daughter's who have taught me unconditional love. It's even more powerful ah, yeah, when you're yeah. writing down the why. The why. Oh, that's good. Yes. Yeah. 
That's what so, people miss. Yes, very good. Yes. So gratitude is important. Expecting miracles, absolutely. I, I say expectation is when your belief yeah. level from one to 10 is a 10. 10 is, I know what's going to happen. I have, ex, you know, I really, really believe it. I have no doubt. And one is massive doubt. And so if you have a belief level of 10 and a desire level, a burning desire for something, that's when you have expectation. So yes, expect miracles. Awesome. So let's talk about self-worth because you're right. Look, our parents and cousins and family did the best they could with what they knew at the time, right? And us as well. And it's true that a lot of people that I coach don't have a really high level of self-worth. And in fact, what's happening, I'm coaching a lot of people who are entrepreneurs, emerging entrepreneurs, who are amazing light beings, and yet they're charging very little for their services. And like you said earlier, Chris, money is just energy, and it's an exchange of energy. So if you're mispricing your product massively by not charging enough, you're putting out way too much energy and not getting anything in return. And that's not an even exchange of energy. Right. So, right. so leveling up that self-worth is really important to understand that you are worthy of massive wealth. And again, using affirmations, I actually tailor affirmations for my individual coaching clients because belief is so critical. It's rule number one in the nine money rules that if you need to understand that that what your worthiness is. And if you don't believe something you're saying, I recommend softening it. So saying an affirmation like, I am a money magnet. <laughs> and then your ego saying, that's BS. You, you <laughs> just lost $10,000 in that stock investment last week. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Well, don't say it then because nothing's happening. You can say it over and over again and it, it will eventually work, but it may take years. Mm-hmm. So I want you to manifest quicker than years. So soften it. I allow myself to become a money magnet. I'm on my way to becoming a money magnet Mm -hmm. and then watch the money flow. There you go. Can you give us a a share a success story or something with one of your clients that transformed their financial lives by, you know, adopting that mindset or. I got, I got many uh, on my website. uh, If you go to solomore.com and do slash hashtag written slash testimonials or, or hashtag video dash testimonials or hashtag audio dash testimonials. You get all my testimonials, but let me just give you one example of a recent I'm, I'm right now I'm, I'm working with clients through a beta program. I call it my fast track prosperity coaching program. It's a 90 day program and I'm working specifically with entrepreneurs who want to get to the next level. And this one woman had some clear limiting beliefs around money mindset, even though she's a mindset and meditation coach. So she's teaching mindset, but not related to money. And she had some limiting beliefs around self-worth. In fact, she was charging, we we got her to increase her prices by 66%. Mm. That's how low the price was compared to what I believe it should have been. And we were able to increase those prices and she 
was stepped into the higher prices by repeating the price, what she would ask her clients. So I had her repeat the words, the investment and my program is $5,000. The investment in my program is $5,000 over and over again so that she got more self-confident in asking that of her clients. And she was able to triple her monthly revenues within the 90 days of working with me by shifting that self-worth, by knowing that she's worthy of massive wealth, by knowing that she was mispricing her product massively because she's changing. Most of the clients I work with, they're changing lives. Right. The clients are paying for their dreams and the dreams are useless. And right. yet they're charging an inappropriately small amount of money for that creation of a dream. So there's one example of a woman who was able to shift her mindset, level up her revenues in, in just a short 90 days. Uh, another woman I'm working with, another incredible coach and meditation teacher and yoga teacher, she had many offers. And what I teach is it's much better to be focused than scattered. Because when you're scattered and have a lot of offers, the energy scatters, right? And when you focus your energy, you build it up. Right. And so if you have five, seven, nine different things that you're trying to sell, somebody says, no, you'll go to the lower price and go to the lower price and go to the lower price. And and you're negotiating against yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I got her to streamline the number of products and increase her price. And she feels so much more confident now in her business that she's able to go out and talk to clients specifically about one specific offer rather than five or seven different things. And she's been able to work on, again, putting the price out there that's more consistent with what her worthiness is. That's great. Yeah. Well, I can relate to that. It took me about 25 years. You know, I mean, I was doing estate planning and giving living trust away for nothing because I wanted to help people and I wanted to help the average person get it affordable. And then pretty soon it was, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to make money too, a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. You know, you can do both. I came from my spiritual experience and the mountaintop and then came back in the world. And it's, and there's such an illusion about it because there's really no difference. You know, it's like being the spirit in the flesh, being spiritual with everything that you do. It's a way of life. It's a way of being. It isn't, I'm this way on Sunday and I'm not that way other days, you know, full on. So how would you suggest people, individuals start to manifest real money in their lives? And then what kind of actionable steps would they be able to take or strategies would you share? Well, there's, I, I actually teach 10 different manifestation techniques. And what I teach is basically the opposite of what that guy on stage teaches, which is one size fits all. Mm -hmm. I believe the opposite. Everyone's an individual. We're all on our own journey. And what works for me may work for you or may not. That's why I have 10 different manifestation techniques. And I specifically tell my clients to all of them, pick one or two, maximum three. Mm-hmm. And what resonates with you? Go within, you know, do a little meditation, do a little introspection. What feels right for you? So I'll give the viewers and listeners one 
specific technique right now, but feel if it's right for you. This is called creative visualization. And if it resonates with you, take it. If it doesn't, throw it out. And creative visualization, I have six steps for creative visualization. The first step is to pick a time when you're going to do it. The second step is to pick a I'd recommend not doing it right after you wake up in bed. You may fall back to sleep. So get out of bed, you know, go on the sofa, go to the kitchen table, go to the living room. So pick a time, pick a place, pick the amount of time. Three to five minutes, no more. You want to get out into the world and also take some action on these visualizations. Step four is to write down three dreams and desires before you actually do the visualization. So those are the three things. And don't link them. Don't say, I'm going to drive my dream car to my dream house with my dreams partner. Make them separate, three separate things. So that's step four. Step five is from Wayne Dyer's book, Wish Filled. Make your future dream a present reality by assuming the feeling of the wish fulfilled. Make your future dream a present reality by assuming the feeling of the wish fulfilled. So if you could feel the feeling of that dream or desire, right? You want to go to Florence. How would it feel to be on that vacation, you know, walking the streets or being in Rome and walking up the Spanish steps or being at the Vatican or you know, being in the Roman Colosseum, how would that feel? Would it be like, oh my God, this is so incredible. Try to get into that feeling now while you're doing the visualization. Step six, which I have some difficulty with, is putting yourself into the dream. You know, you're driving your blue convertible Maserati up I-95 here in the Northeast, and you're going from zero to 60 in three seconds. It's semi-autonomous. You have more hair than I do, and it's blowing in the wind. And you've got a big smile on your face, but you're looking down on yourself. You're seeing yourself in the car. So I have a hard time with that. So those are the six steps. And let me just give you the bonus step, step seven, which is visualizing beyond the dream. Mm -hmm. So you already went to Italy, you're home, and you're showing pictures on your phone to your friends and family of such a great time you you had there. It's done. It's accomplished. And you're in that feeling state. You're beyond the dream. So that's visualization. That's one manifestation technique that has worked crazy awesome for me. I have on my website, in, in my website was created in 2017. And I put pictures on there of places I had not yet been and some places I had already been interspersed. And now if you go to my website and you go on the inspiration and look at vision board, there's about... 25 pictures there. I've been to 24 of those 25 places in the last six years. There you go. Including including Egypt and India and Bangkok, Thailand and Machu Picchu. Nice. And Scotland and Ireland and Croatia. And this stuff works. Visualization works for me, at least. Again, I'm not going to say it's going to work for everybody, but for me, it works. Sure. Absolutely. And what I, you know, started the show was, with, you know, there's no, the importance of financial education. So, you know, we're visualizing, but the practical applications, 
And nobody knows about what to do. And it's kind of hard to trust people because they all have other intentions to how they want to invest your money. And a lot of times it's more of a gamble than it's really safe. How important is it? And what do you think? How does that education fit into all of this? Yeah. So in the nine money rules millionaires use, I have two parts. Part one is what we've talked about most of those rules already. Part two is what I call processes. And again, I'm a former hedge fund manager. I managed 700 million at the peak at City. I had my own hedge fund. I know a little bit about managing money. A little bit. So what I have in the second half of the book is a chapter called, where's my cash going? And I know budgeting can be a letter word, but I have a budget game in the book and you can play the game and make it fun. And that's rule number seven. Rule number eight is called DIY investing. And I teach in the book how you can do it yourself if if you believe you can. Mm-hmm. And it's back to belief, right? So rule number one, if you believe you have the ability, which I believe everyone does, if you have a fifth grade math education, If you can add, subtract, multiply, and divide, you can invest. And so I teach in that book my five-step proprietary stock screen that I used to make money personally and professionally. And I also have a seven-step real estate screen in the book, invest in real estate. And then the most controversial rule in the book is called don't diversify. And if you talk to any financial advisor, financial planner, they will tell you, I'm insane. Right. Yeah. But I will tell you, Charlie Munger, who's Warren Buffett's right-hand man, said, if you know nothing, diversify. Warren Buffett himself said, if I had my druthers, I would invest more than 50% of my net worth in one security. Mm. So I know the richest people in the world have invested and created businesses. Steve Jobs at Apple and Bill Gates at Microsoft and Jeff Bezos and Amazon, and they didn't diversify. They put all of their net worth into their business Mm. initially. Right. And became mega rich by doing that. Right. Anyway, my belief is, I'm not saying put all all your eggs in one basket. Have a small basket with a few things in it and watch it really carefully. Watch it carefully, right. You know, for everybody listening, to integrate the principles of what you're talking about, abundance, self-worth, gratitude, love, service in their daily lives. And what, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions about that. You know, they're all buzzwords. Everybody's using a mindset and they, and they all mean a little bit different from who's saying it too, right? But just some of the common misconceptions so people don't get kind of debunked the myth of all the things that could trap people. Right. What would you say about that? Yeah. Again, going back to worthiness and understanding that it's okay to be of service to others while you're still treating yourself properly as well. Right. So it's not giving away your services, but providing massive value for the offer that you're providing. And you don't have to give everything away. I I do a lot of giving by doing free webinars and I give 30 minutes free to everyone in the world. And people have told me, don't say that on a podcast. I know. I do the same and thing. You're get, what? But, but I give yeah. 30 minutes away because I want to help the world. But I, I do have high priced offers 
a major Christ offer, which is my one-on-one coaching. Mm -hmm. And so if people get to know, like, and trust me through a free 30 minutes, maybe if it's not for them, they can refer somebody else. Right. And so, but I'm like you, I'm giving a lot because I think, you know, I'm being of service and I'm also providing massive value on the other side. So I think having the proper mindset is a giving mindset, Mm -hmm. right? You're coming from a place of love and prosperity because you know that you're worthy of massive wealth and there's almost an infinite amount of net worth on this earth and abundance and prosperity on this earth. We come from infinite intelligence That's right. and we have that ability to create that amount of prosperity and abundance in us. So by the way, 120 years ago, the net worth of the earth was $1 trillion. It's now $450 trillion net worth of individuals and businesses. So the net worth of this earth has gone up by $449 trillion in 120 years. I can't even conceive of what that number means. It's so large. But the point being, it's almost infinite. That's Mm -hmm. how much wealth has been created in 120 years and I have no idea how much it's going to create in the next 120 years, but I'm pretty sure it's probably similar. Yeah, very good. Now you are all, you know, we, we'll just have to come back again. You know, you have a new book down the road. I can see it. Tell us a little bit about that and what you're going to talk thank, about. Thank you for asking that, Chris. So, yeah, I'm working on my fourth book right now uh, with a purpose coach. And she came to me recently and said, I want to write a book with you because I had this dream that we're going to write a book together about purpose and prosperity. And in my heart, I truly believe, she said, that if you're doing your purpose and you're doing it with passion, you're creating massive prosperity. And I'm like, that's the truth in my life. And I want others to know that because especially over the last three years, we've seen a lot of people get laid off from jobs that they thought, okay, I got to do this to pay the bills. And they weren't doing their purpose. They were just doing it to pay the bills. And then they realized and they thought they were secure at that restaurant or bar or hotel. And those went away. Right. So why not do what you were put here to do and enjoy the prosperity from that rather than feeling like, oh, I got to do this to pay the bills. So we'll go through that in the book. She's an amazing writer. She has great examples and case studies. I do as well for my clients. And I will tell you, my clients, by the way, the ones who are on purpose, who are doing their purpose, they're making the most money. It's the power of purpose. I wrote a song. I'll have to send you that song. I write songs too. But it's the power of purpose, right? Doing good. And that is such an energetic thing that, you know, quantums you into a different frequency. I mean, you know, the power of purpose. I mean, you can do a few good things, but when you have that purpose and the intention, that's the conscious yeah. thought, then it's like connects. There you go. That's just what you're saying. Well, that'll be great. What Can you share what the title is? I guess? It's called Purpose and Prosperity. Purpose and Prosperity. He's gay. Yeah. Double, double. All right. So uh, before, we, before we end, I wanted to, mm-hmm. I, we talked about giving before. I want to give yeah. something away to those who are watching and listening. I have this video that I created for those who are worried or feeling lack or scarce or fearful about money. It's called how to ease your money worries. 
Anyone who's watching or listening, they can text to the number 66866-PROSPERITY, and they'll get that free video, How to Ease Your Money Worries. Mm. So text to the number 66866-PROSPERITY, and you'll get that free video. Nice. All right. That sounds good. Everybody get that and watch that. Make sure you subscribe so you can hear more of these good shows that we're rolling out all the time. Joel, you're a jewel. You're a blessing. And I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate having you on here and unwrapping. I really obviously want you to be one of the anchors in the Conscious Giving Council. It's a year down the road, but we have some very like-minded folks that are gathering around. So Anyway, we'll come back again. And and thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Again, a great pleasure. I'm very grateful for you to have me. Thank you. We appreciate all your gifts. There's so much to learn about healthy money. I hope today's discussion brings you one step closer to securing and protecting your future. So you can get started on the right foot. Go to meetwithchrismeller.com and schedule your free financial fitness strategy session. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to Money 911 so you don't miss our next episode, which includes health, wealth, and peace of mind.